New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. so great to be back here this week uh, Monday and it's five o'clock in the UK and we are here on New Thought Media Network this incredible broadcasting ministry that brings you so many programs teachings shows to illuminate your life and get you into using spirituality and sp spiritual practice for your everyday uh, fulfillment and wonderful living. My name is Laura Topper, and I'm just feeling so grateful to be here because every week I invite on a super guest, somebody that inspires me, somebody that I feel, oh, this would be great. Uh, hello, Wayne, hi from Calgary. <laughs> um, somebody that I feel would really be of benefit to inspire globally and this week is um, is that we have uh, Reverend Dr. Michael McMorrow who's here waiting to come on to the Cosmic Prayer. Uh, Reverend Dr. Michael is the Senior Minister from Center for Spiritual Living uh, Granada Hills in California and I had the amazing opportunity to meet uh, Reverend Michael when I was in California a couple of years ago and I actually performed uh, for his community there and so I just feel so blessed that we've connected again and I want to welcome Reverend Dr. Michael McMorrow onto the Cosmic Prayer. Hello, hi. <laughs> hello there, hello from California and uh, it's great to be here and uh, hello to Wayne out there. I see he jumped on with us so we get to see him once in a while on our own stuff so good to be with you today. Oh, brilliant. Oh, it's so great that you're here. And, um, you know, I, I, I know that we met a couple of, well, we were saying it's 2018 when I was in the States. And I know that your community is so loving, so beautiful. And I just want a shout out to your whole community and those that I met uh, when I was with you in, in your wonderful uh, Centers for Spiritual Living. Right. And welcome here onto the Cosmic Prayer. I know you're really busy as a minister and also an author. You've just released a, a book called Blue Collar Spirituality, which we'll talk about in a moment. I'd like to 
to begin by asking you this question about prayer. Um, and it is how you view prayer and what prayer means for you. Well, uh, in very basic ways, there's, um, I think the most, th the important thing for me is to remember that I'm not doing my life by myself. <laughs> that there is, there is a, a, an infinite power and presence, which is often uh, confusing to me that I, I don't often, I'm not able to wrap my arms around it completely that I have a sense of. Uh, and when, so when I pray, it's, it's a reminder that there are, there's a powerful force and source that is uh, backing my life and that I can co-create my experience with it. And when I remember to do that, I have good days. And, uh, and then the good days turn into good months and months into years and so forth. And, uh, and that's been my experience with it. But I did have to find a way to be able to do it in an authentic way. And uh, that took a while because I have a skeptical nature. And I would say that uh, I don't know that I... I struggle to find the perfect conception of what this notion of God is. And, and I still to, I still do today sometimes. And, um, but that's not necessary, right? So in my finite mind as a human being, that stuff's almost unknowable. I'm only going to ever have a sense of it. Sometimes I will have cosmic moments where I'm immersed in it. Uh, on the natch even, <laughs> without enhancements. Right? Yeah, and yeah. so from that place then, um, it becomes a very powerful opportunity for conversation and, yes. and reflection. Yeah. And do you believe, because I love what you said, you know, when you remember and then the days are good and then the weeks and the months are good. And that's natural. That is a natural thing, obviously, that we come out of that place of remembrance. I mean, that can go on for days and weeks, can't it? <laughs> it can for me sometimes where it's like, oh, and so that authenticity that you're talking about, is that when you not only remember, but also you feel that that sense of your your connection more deeply uh yes and that's you know it's kind of like uh well it's a practice right yeah and just like anything that we practice so i'm i'm a frustrated living room musician right and in order for me to be able to play songs the way i'd like them to be heard i have to practice 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 and the same thing is true with prayer. So uh, particularly in, so I come from a tradition where we memorize prayers. And so the idea of um, speaking uh, prayers spontaneously was a new concept. And so it, it, it took me a while to get the knack of that uh, because 
I think mostly because I was judging it the whole time, to be honest with you, right? Oh, that doesn't sound very spiritual, right? But, but none, of that, none of that matters, right? None of that matters. What matters is that we do it. And, and, and I think also to experiment with it, right? So, because there was a time, well, do you want me to go on? Uh, yeah, go on, please okay. go on. <laughs> So, so I remember my when I was in, uh, I had this friend from high school. Her name was Carol, and we, we were at uh, a party some years later, and we were talking about prayer. Somehow, why did you go to a party to talk about prayer? But there you go, and I said, "Oh yeah, I don't believe in that stuff. It, it doesn't work." And she said, "Oh gosh, I do. I absolutely do." So we went back and forth, and this was my agnostic stage. And I have to say that I really kind of felt like I was out to, in my early 20s, this would have been my early 20s, I really thought I was going to go out and conquer the world like many of us do. And, uh, and I had consciously stepped, I was on some land that I had bought up in Washington State, and I was sitting, you know, I did all this by myself. Right. And so I had this moment of spiritual arrogance, I would say, and maybe even the naivete of a 20 year old not understanding that, uh, you know, opportunity doesn't always knock in convenient ways. And so I just kind of stepped away from that whole thing and that whole practice. Right. Uh, and it really wasn't uh, until years later in my 40s. Even though uh, I had a lot of Unity materials around because I was drawn to Emmett Fox, um, I the the notion of praying scientifically, right? Which is, uh, I think, uh, Wayne just posted something about you know the uh, living intelligence, you know, embracing that living intelligence. I just living spirit ever present with loving intelligence. Yes, I, I, that's not where I was at, <laughs> right? Because I was still very much into a, a model of the divine as something that was uh, damning and judgmental because, you know, there were 10 commandments and frankly, I enjoyed breaking a lot of them. And so I thought I was irredeemable. And so I didn't feel worthy of prayer i don't know if that makes any sense wow but I, absolutely absolutely yeah. and and it's it's incredible isn't it how we're ingrained without even realizing how we're ingrained and we carry we carry those patterns until something happens and um and then we we have another opportunity to relook right. at how we can live our lives and i'm sure that you know what what it really makes sense to me what you're saying about how you weren't taught that that prayer could ever be spontaneous. Of course, if you were taught to read it and that it had to be, you know, from a book um, and that you couldn't absolutely live in this presence and be the expression of it through prayer as well, that would freak that would freak you out. Right. <laughs> I was I was brought up as a um, as a in my family Jewish uh, tradition. So for me, prayer was 
you go to synagogue, you go to shul, the temple, and you hear it in another language, and that's it. <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what the, I don't even know what the beep they're saying. <laughs> and that really put me off of even wanting to investigate what prayer, you know, because, but I had this feeling in my heart, um, like it doesn't even matter about the words really it's it was my feeling of knowing and that's what led me into spirituality so it is it is amazing how what we're what we're taught lingers yeah well did you see jenny's uh comment there no i didn't what up? was jenny's comment yeah, oh, i feel oh, i feel like i am go. worthy to pray but i don't feel worthy of an answer now there's an interesting answer, oh right? jenny wow and yet there's all, we're always being answered, aren't we? It's, it's, it's whether we're ready to, to accept or to listen or to know that we are in, we are that prayer. We're the living prayer. Yes. And, uh, yeah. But it takes, at least for a guy like me, with a skeptical nature, uh, you know, it, it took me a while to get there. And you have to unpack a lot of stuff that maybe you haven't reasoned your way into yeah um, so that's and, and of course you know my you were talking about you know we we get ourselves jammed up in a way that uh i suppose we have no we've tried everything else so we might as well try prayer <laughs> yeah like the, tick the last Instead thing on the, the list first tool. yeah yeah Instead of the first tool we grab right but, you know everything's a hammer so we go looking for a nail but the um, uh, so my thing was I was fond of uh, drink, and so I had to go get straightened out in a uh, twelve-step program. Uh, one of the things that uh, I really appealed to me about that, I mean, straight away, was this notion of a higher power. Yeah. Now it took me thirteen years of contemplating what that means and how to use that higher power to do other things before I stumbled into a new thought church, in this case, religious science. So there the, the whole proposition of prayer is kind of, it's not turned on its head, but it's just tweaked just enough to make it an, a, a, um, a proposition to be explored. See. Yeah, when you're not, you're taught not to ask anything, but at the same, same time, uh, breath, taught to pray. Taught yes. to pray. Yeah. And so. So just to, just go, just backtrack a little bit. When you say sure. there's a, you know, that it's slightly tweaked. It's not turned on its head, but it's slightly tweaked. Explain that yeah. further to listeners um, in your way, you know, so that we can get your understanding of that. Right. So the notion that uh, for instance if our view of the divine is something that must be appeased uh, then we're constantly locked in this you know how do we turn the cosmic tumblers with our languaging to appeal to uh, this divine entity who will somehow hear my plea over the other seven billion pleas and then uh, you know and then bestow upon me the blessing. Uh, what 
the new thought perspective, and I'll speak mostly to uh, what we call religious science, is is that first exploring what the nature of God is, right? And that God is in, through, and as all of creation throughout the cosmic universe, from the tiniest cork to human beings. And that it's... Uh, that it's all, as Wayne says, 100% divine. So that means it must be in me also. So now there's an attuning, an attuning that goes on as I uh, connect with my understanding of that and stay with my commitment to know, even knowing that that is ever evolving, so I never arrive anywhere, and that I can speak my word with authority knowing that there is a uh, cosmic resonance going on, if you will, uh, within this cosmic mind or living spirit or living intelligence or God or whatever. So now all of a sudden, languaging, you see, is the, the limiting factor to our understanding. So really, it's more of a, then it becomes more of a heart thing, which is kind of a, you know, for a hard ass like me, that's not always the easiest place to access because it's not comfortable. And right. yet, and so then, so then we, so we connect with the spirit. We know that we're one with it. We speak our word with authority. We're grateful because it's already, we know that it's already in play. And then we release it to the divine unfoldment. So now I'm not so much looking for an answered prayer, but rather a demonstration, a demonstration that God is by means of the word that I've spoken into this field. Now, I don't know if that's all jargony or not, but it's it's just different. Now, I, ha I come from a, a Christian background, a Catholic background, so for me that looks like Christ consciousness or Holy Spirit. Uh, because, you know, we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater with this thing, right? Yeah. So we resonate those childhood things where we had that, uh, that sweet childlike connection to the spirit. You know, we want to cultivate that and allow it to... Um, emerge and at the same time we don't want the adult brain to over intellectualize <laughs> over intellectualize everything to where we are you know stuck in our heads and no longer engaged with life so just to to kind of highlight something here because and i think it ties back to genie's was it genie her her um you know, she, she put a memo in here about not being worthy, you know, to actually ask for, for anything. And yet, here we go, I feel like I'm worthy to pray, but I don't feel worthy of an answer. And linking that in with what you're saying here, um, you know, we're not praying to something outside, to something outside of us. So this prayer, it's, it, it, it's a shift in our own consciousness, isn't it? It's not yeah. an ask for, you know, am I worthy to receive? Because it's a shift in our consciousness that 
knowing that I am worthy to receive, that's a shift in itself. Um, yeah. I see that as the, the that as the prayer. Yeah, so it's it's more of an attuning, right? It's more of an attuning yeah. to the spirit, and then then an allowing, right? Yeah. Because in all of my prayers, uh, I always include this or something better, this right. or something greater. Because what I know about that is that oftentimes my best thinking is what got me to where I am. <laughs> so, yeah. so I often need a new thought. That's, that's quite <laughs> scary when, we, when you put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> not for you for me for me yeah, no, I, think it's the, I think it's the human condition right so even thinking yeah. you know the worthiness thing that Jeannie brought up you know like so in my tradition that i grew up uh, here you are as a seven eight year old kid making your first communion right where you are actually receiving jesus into your heart by means of the eucharist right and, and the prayer that you say before you uh, take the host is, Oh Lord, I am not worthy to receive you, but only say the word and I shall be healed. So there's a lack of worthiness, but also an, an extreme statement of faith. Say the word and I shall be healed. So when we look back on the teachings of Jesus, we see that that's kind of a common theme. Say the word and you'll be healed. <laughs> right. And that's where uh, that's where the authority part comes from. Uh, but we're not doing it with the egoic mind. Yeah. Right? We're doing it by uh, attuning, resonating ourselves to the divine spirit the, the divine ohm, if you will, to bring in a Indian notion. Uh, so for anyone who plays an instrument, uh, you know, if you pick, even if you don't, if you just pick up a guitar and you pluck the, the thickest one, the E string, and just feel the resonance, the resonance in the instrument. And, and I, that's how I see prayer today, is that there's a resonance. Um, yeah, to and, and taking the pressure off of of it having to change anything because we want to add anything into our lives from a material perspective. Um, the more I, I think, well, you know, somebody was saying, you know, we don't we're taught not to pray for things, and and I have heard that too. But, you know, we have to, you know, there's, we've chosen to incarnate in this particular expression, right? And there are things that are required to sustain us in life. Now, I don't know that praying for wealth, for wealth's sake, mm -hmm. you know, I have my own judgments around that. Uh, I'm much more comfortable with knowing that I can do good work. I, I can be my most effective self, which in my case now is in ministry, but but back in the day, it was I can be my most effective minister, I mean, uh, be my most uh, effective contractor by attuning myself with this infinite power and presence to know that I am intuitively guided to making uh, right decisions 
that I live, move, and have my being in the divine flow of life, right? So I'm using phrases like this that I um, brought into my languaging around prayer. And so where, for me, where I proved finally that prayer works, oddly, was in my construction business, <laughs> right? And that's what that book Why'd you say, is about. Why'd you say oddly? Why'd you say oddly? <laughs> because I don't think we really think about our business pursuits as being spiritual. But once you understand that the whole world is an expression of the divine, then it all becomes a divine expression. Yeah. Right? And so then it's up to us then to attune it in ethical ways in, uh, and... Uh, uh, to act ethically, to uh, find ways of allowing loving kindness and compassion to express in your business and the way that you deal with your customers, your employees, that our customers are not uh, pigeons to pluck, mm -hmm. but, but rather, um, and, and they are not our source and supply either. Yeah. Right? but rather that we are in a co-creative experience to create a win-win for all concerned. So the city gets their piece because they get a permit. They get permit fees, right? The, the homeowner gets what it, their dream realized and the contractor and the people who are involved in the enterprise uh, get a lift in their prosperity. In, and not just in the ways of money, right? Having the satisfaction of doing a good job, of having made a commitment and, and kept it, uh, having made a contribution to the neighborhood because you have uh, up-leveled uh, a home, if you will. Or, or uh, even uh, some of the commercial jobs that I did where, you, where we would take a blighted building and, and uh, give it a nice facelift and so now the neighborhood has been raised. So yeah, right. And and the people that get employed in that process as well, you know, exactly sustaining them and their families. It's mm -hmm. all a, it's all God, isn't it? It's all God yes. expressing. So the prayer, um, the prayer is like creates our foundation for. I love what you said for you know giving me you know let me attune to to how uh, to making good decisions to directing my life to making good decisions because ultimately that's what it is all about isn't it we are decision making machines we have so much choice uh you yeah. know and there's always a thousand different choices we can make in each moment and making that highest choice in every moment gives us this incredible way of living where we're actually living as God, although we're always living as God. We're living in this highest light yes. of, of God, of our lives, of the experience. I love that, what you've, what you've said. Yeah. And still we, yeah. we do live in the world of form, right? Yeah, so, of course. And we're human, so we, we make decisions yeah, we, that are... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it all becomes grist for the mill, right? So uh, as people of faith who are committed to uh, having an experience of the divine that is not uh, where we don't arrive anywhere, 
right? That we under yeah. that where we're open to continually having a deepening uh, uh, with that relationship, right? So, so the demonstrations then are not so much, you know, the answered prayers are not so much to get stuff and things, but rather yeah. to prove, to prove the power and presence of the divine at work. Now, <clears throat> that means we have to. We have to give the the spirit a lot of latitude within our own thinking as to what that looks like. So there's there's an old Garth Brooks song, uh, you know, the country singer. And, yeah, I love him. Uh, right. So there's he has a song called "Thank God for Unanswered Prayers." <laughs> so you know, sometimes it does work like that, right? Yeah. Or it, or it seems to. So is this is this the um, your inspiration for writing your book, which is called Blue Collar Spirituality? I love that title. It's an amazing. Well, obviously, it's not just the title. It's it's the content. <laughs> it's what's in your yeah. heart. Um, because you you were talking about reaching people who um, who may not believe in God or may not believe in any form of religion and may believe that they do not need to have that kind of foundational, spiritual foundation for their lives. So um, what inspired you to this, to write well, this book? Well, it, it was kind of a nagging idea over several years that, uh, that I had been kicking around. Uh, and I had 33 years in construction before becoming uh, a minister. And, and when I came to see things uh, from a new thought perspective, uh, the whole notion of uh, cre creativity, of co-creating with the creator, I started to make these connections to my working life. And, and as a carpenter, I'd always had a sense of how creative it was. And I remember one day in particular when... I was planing, I was just planing a piece of wood, but I had sharpened my plane, my plane iron, and adjusted it perfectly to where this perfect roll, you know, how you get the plane shavings when you use a plane, and it was, I just saw the perfection in it. I felt a sense of connection with the wood through the plane. You know, it was a weird thing, uh, and I wasn't high. It was just a, a natural thing that was going on. And uh, so this notion started way back when, but I didn't really know how to connect all the dots. And in fact, I'd been in ministry for 10 years before the book finally got its start. And then, because this is the second try, and the... Um, and then I just, I, I became more aware of where I wanted to go with the idea. So it is written to the agnostic working person. So I have to tell you that the, most of the people who bought the book are our wives. <laughs> yeah, Diego, yeah, 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 to the plane of existence, really. I'll have to use that in a future. Plane uh, of existence. <laughs> <laughs> but the... Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, so the and the book is written to agnostic. Yeah, I have this image of you kind of sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry, I just have this image of you in in the center <laughs> giving a talk with your yeah, exactly. <laughs> plate of wood. Well, and then picture my nail so, yeah, full so, of wood shavings. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. That's the actual book cover. <laughs> yeah. So the. So uh, yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. That, that was that's quite all right. I, I'm glad you got tickled by that. But uh, <laughs> the. It's really meant because I don't even talk about. Uh, God really until the last it's a very short book it's only five chapters I stripped out as much of the jargon as I could and still make myself clear it's in very I, I also tried to make it in very direct language so it would read fast because I figured I'd only have a guy's attention for so long and um, I don't use the word meditation in it but i do talk about quiet time i uh don't talk about treatment although i give um examples of treatments in the book there's little work there's little uh you know questions to answer at the end of each chapter to encourage uh the man or woman i mean it is you can tell it's a male it's been written by a male Right. The voice is definitely masculine. And uh, and writing to what what I came to see after reading this thing about five or six times after it was published, I think in some ways it's a book written to my younger self. <laughs> so so it yeah. so for people out there who may think the way I I once did, uh, I think it'll resonate. And I know it does with uh both men and women who work for a living and it, so in a way right. it's also kind of a it's kind of a love letter to them uh because i do feel that uh many of our working people are in occupations where they're not generally honored and yet they are honorable things to do yeah and now out of the pandemic we have a a, a, a much greater awareness of that, right? So the people who delivered our food, for instance, when we were on lockdown and uh, or work continued to work in the hospitals and so forth. Absolutely. You know, or even the road crews that kept the roads in decent shape while we got around when we could. Oh, you know, so all, every, of, all of it and the, and the people collecting the rubbish in the, in the streets. I mean, all of it, all of it. All of it. And what I really love about your this this idea of, of of your book is that it's there is no jargon. It's it feels like I mean I haven't read the book, but from what you're saying, it sounds like it's just so easy for anybody to read and to catch the idea that there is something else going on. Right. Yeah. Right, and then and then just hopefully to have kind of a guided discovery of what that means to them to the reader. So it's actually blue collar spirituality and the subtitle is finding a god that works and that's yeah. what i attempt to do uh and i try not to get too much in the way of that for the reader but i'll have to let the readers decide that on their own um but i was uh starting to say that 
this is a great book to give to uh, people who you've been trying, like if you're in new thought and you're trying to explain to your friends what it is that you do in that hippie church on Sunday, this is kind of a, a great primer. And in fact, my, my beginning Science of Mind students have found this book helpful to uh, alongside the textbook because hopefully the book will then lead people yes. to a, a unity or religious science center uh, yeah. because i just you know there's a fellow out this way named uh, father leo booth he's a unity minister former episcopal priest and he used to say that uh, religious science is the religion that everybody believes in but doesn't know about right and i would yeah. extend that, that, that to new thought to unity to divine science to all of these um, philosophies that encourage us to cultivate a relationship with the divine as we understand it and then to uh, utilize it in our daily lives Yes, and to practice it. So it's a waking, practice. living, moving practice rather yes. than uh, this idea that we're sitting down for 20 hours a day, <laughs> you know, in this um, communion. We're practicing it in our daily daily lives. David Ramos, yes, it's a uh, as a retired carpenter, there was someone awesome. that was awesome. And I look around my living room, I see a few of those curls. Yeah. Fantastic, David. Thanks for checking yeah, out. It's amazing. And I and and I love the simplicity of it because it is in these simple things. When you think about that, that's I mean, that's an art to get that curl. And yet it's so simple, isn't it? And we look at a right. wave and a wave and, and then another wave. Idea, yeah. But I'm sorry, yeah. But just how these things are happening in our you know, in our experience, we only have to look to see them and then there's god in that there's god in all of it it's it's that's that moment of oneness that that connection deeper connection yes. yeah beautiful yeah so it took you years you know and i love it that you 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 you, you obviously came in or you were intrigued into religious science uh through the law rather than the love if your heart was you know questioning it all and and not really and you're feeling you needed to analyze and rationalize this um this way of being this philosophy this way this this other way of knowing god and knowing prayer and now looking back at that would you say oh my gosh i'm just you know for you that was such a blessing that you did that and you took that time to analyze yeah well it's um it, yeah, when I look back on the arc of my life, it does kind of trip me out because, you know, there's been, uh, you know, I had this construction business and, um, you know, I've been ordered a couple times. I've been married a couple times. So I, you know, I, I've hit the fork in the road many times. And, you know, I'm grateful that I never uh, discarded my faith. 
And I realized today what a precious thing that is, that spark of faith that is instilled within us, uh, that if we let our heart get too hard, you know, um, John O'Donohue talks about uh, in Anamkara, you know, this thick layer of clay that we allow to accumulate around the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, that spark of the divine is still within there, that spark of faith. And it's such a precious thing because in years of 12-step, I see people that really struggle with the notion of a higher power. And uh, and the misery around that. Now, some people make their peace with that and just say, well, you know, I guess I'm just an atheist and they figure stuff out. But for those of us who have this nagging uh, notion that there's something greater than I am alone mm-hmm. and that this, um, then there's like this longing to belong, as Donna Hughes talks about. Right. And so yeah. that belonging is sometimes is facilitated with a bottle. Right. Yeah. Uh, and there's all kinds of ways in which we think we're going to connect with that until finally we just put all the stuff down, put the distractions down enough uh, to where all that's left is our authentic self. Right. And yeah. then. And then we have a much more meaningful connection, right? Uh, that allows us to be present with all kinds of people with whom we may not have mixed with before. Right. You know? And that isn't always an easy journey, is it? Because putting the stuff down and looking within, looking at our own lives without those distractions can, can and often does bring up a lot of um, opportunity for healing right and and that's you know and i'm not banging on drinking either you know if i could i would (laughs) but i'm a pig when i drink so so. (laughs) you know your limitations or you don't know your limitations (laughs) but you know someone who you know goes to events and stuff where people uh, are drinking you know having a glass of wine or two rather than you know seven or eight um there there is that conviviality that comes about you know as in the 12-step program they bill wilson calls it the great social lubricant and and i think that's true so it's not i'm not saying that it's evil or bad or anything like that i'm just saying for a, a personality of my type um uh, you know and I think it's still in there because all I have to do is watch the way I am around chocolate chip cookies, right? If I have right, one, right. I gotta have a whole bag. So. And I think anyway. this is a really important conversation here on the Cosmic Prayer because you're inviting people to know that that whatever's going on in their lives, it's there's no judgment on this. Right. You know, we all get to it in the way that we do. And for some, it takes longer. For some, it's shorter. For some, it's more intense. For some, it's it's sprinkled along the way. Um, and we're dealing with our demons, whatever they are. We all have them. Right. <laughs> well, and yeah. which is just the, the shadow side of our own psyche, really. Yeah. Right? So 
that was the other thing that I really learned to release was that there was this idea of some supernatural being that was trying to pull me off course all the time in, right. in the way of a, of a devil. And uh, because as I started to come out of my fog and just looking at, you know, I've always been an avid newspaper reader, right? That it's human beings doing nasty things to human beings. Yeah. Right. And so what I've come to learn about that within myself now is that, you know, I don't deny the shadow side is there. Right. But, uh, but I do work at bringing more light to the shadow. And as I do that, then I'm a more integrated person. And I would like to think that there's more light than dark, but you know, I, I still drop F-bombs when I get, you know, angry. And, you know, I try not to be too snarky with people, but I still am on occasion. And I have my little petty judgments of things uh, where I would much rather prefer to um, maintain a, a sense of perspective on everything so that um, I can respond to life rather than react. React to it, yeah. yeah. And that's what deepened, a deepened spiritual practice can allow for us to have to up level our awareness of how we are responding or reacting to things that happen in the moment. That's what I for I know when I've come off the track of prayer, meditation, quiet time, whatever you want to call it, I know I'm responding differently. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and just to know that, you know, this spirituality thing is a loose garment. It's not a hair shirt, right? Yes. So you can be a cusser and still be spiritual. <laughs> right? Because it's all spiritual. <laughs> right. You just can't. What I, I think what we need to avoid is using our spirituality to rationalize things, to do a spiritual bypass around some of the real tragic things that can come, yeah. that can transpire in life. And um, to not use our spirituality to play let's pretend, right? Yeah. But instead to use our uh, spirituality just to have a deeper awareness, as Beckwith says, you know, to be awake, alert, to be alert, awake, and alive uh, to the living spirit as it pops up in all the various ways yes. that it does, right? With, and it's all, and it is all our awareness attuned to that which is already there. Yes. Right. So amazing. And wow. that's where prayer. That's where prayer is really uh, can be really helpful, right? It's just to re, really, we're not re, you know, we're not asking God or even reminding God about anything. We're reminding ourselves. That, yeah, Diego, that is spiritual, spiritual liberation. liberation. Absolutely, yeah. Diego. Which is a great book by Beckwith, by the way. <laughs> so, yeah, I got to give Beckwith a shout out. Oh, my table's a bit wonky here. 
So for for those watching right now, and if you're watching on the catch up a bit later on, either on YouTube or Facebook or with the podcast, we are, thank you, Diego. We are with our super guest, Reverend Dr. Reverend Dr. Michael McMorrow, who is the senior minister of CSL Granada Hills. There's the website. There we go, shift and lift. And I do receive your amazing emails. I'm on your mailing list. And uh, you send out beautiful emails weekly to remind of what you're doing and the way that you're reaching globally, you're reaching people around the world with from your centre. And it's the most amazing centre. If anybody lives, if you live nearby, then go and visit and be a part of the community for a while on a Sunday or a Wednesday, because it really is a very welcoming, nurturing experience. Thank you. And I want to thank. Oh, it's beautiful. And I want to. I want to really thank you. If it was a. If it was three weeks ago, I'd be calling you Reverend Michael <laughs> McMorrow. And now I'm calling you Reverend Doctor. So I, I want know. to congratulate you on that because. Well, thank you. That's How about that? Beautiful news and such a wonderful gift to know that you are a doctor and that you are um, a doctor within our Centers for Spiritual Living community, and the work that you've you've done and you continue to do as a, as a senior minister there at Granada Hills for since 2009, you know, so you're very devoted to your community. It's wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you. It was, uh, it was totally unexpected when she made the announcement. I went, me? <laughs> like, what's wrong with you guys? <laughs> but, but, you know, it was uh, it's very thrilling and also humbling. And, and it's just, you know, and it's not a it's not a landing strip, you know, it's a launching pad for whatever comes next. So, uh, but thanks. Thanks for the acknowledgement. I appreciate oh, it's, that. It's amazing. Did you have a party? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> uh, You're in uh, it now. You're in the Cosmic Prayer on. Party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We're, we'll do something. You know, we have I have two newly ordained ministers and um, I have a newly installed staff minister in Nicole Robbins. I think you met Nicole through Agneta when you were here. Yes, Agneta, shout out to Agneta, my yes. beautiful friend that I met. Yeah, well, that's how we you. met yeah. was through Agneta Byland, who's now out in Arizona. They're, yeah. they're building a house out in Flagstaff, I think. So, oh, brilliant. Yeah. So thrilled for her. And anyway, amazing. Uh, as my Irish grandmother would say, it's a fine life if you don't weaken. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Thank you, Irish grandma. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, so let's let's complete here before we do a spiritual mind treatment, um, which I always invite guests to share a prayer at, at the end of the show here. Any words from you, um, Reverend Dr. Michael, for anyone that might be listening who is feeling that, oh my gosh, you know, what's the point? What's the point of even praying? What's the point of getting into that quiet space? You know, my life isn't working the way I really want it to do and I'm, I'm not really even um, feeling inspired to stick with my spirituality. What would you say to that person right now? I would just encourage them with all the love in my heart 
to just stay with it, to just stay with it, to think about the ways when uh, of, of when you felt most connected. For me, that means being in nature. And so, you know, if I need to go make a five hour drive to be in the Sierras, to be with big trees that I can hug, <laughs> right? Right. Or if I just go yeah. up to the local here, the hills, and just try to surround myself with life in a natural setting. And just to try to do a reset. Right. And if yeah. the tears, if the tears come, let them come. Right. However, we need to soften the heart. And, and just to know that Laura and I and Diego know with you and for you that there is this power and presence available to you always. And that we are knowing that as you stick with it, that your heart too will attune to that divine song within your own understanding, with, uh, within your own disbelief, within your own struggle, that it's uniquely yours that you matter, that you matter, and that one day at a time, you'll get to the other side of this thing and you will be the better for it. And you'll go, whew, I'm glad I got through that bullshit, man. That was hard. And, and the, your heart will be full of joy and then you'll move on to the next thing. You know, whatever life has in store for you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And thank you, Reverend Dr. Michael, for being here. Wayne is um, is sharing as well. Yep, square up for prayers, definitely. Yes. <laughs> Circle up for prayers. And that's a carpentry term that I really... Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Square up for prayers. I love it. That could yeah. be your next book. <laughs> yeah, really. Thanks. Thanks, Wayne. I'll lift that one. So would you like to um, join in here with a prayer, a spiritual mind treatment and to, um, to knowing truth for whatever is in your heart right now, whatever you feel that this treatment could be, could be for. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's yeah. just, uh, I'll just let her rip and we'll see what comes out. So, uh, like, what do you want? Like two minutes, something like that? That would be amazing. Okay. Because, you know, I am a minister with a microphone. <laughs> you can go on yeah, but we have Diego in backstage and he's got the timer on. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's just take a deep breath of, and just breathe in that sense of joy in this moment. The sense of camaraderie and sharing and connection that we are, that we know that, we live, move, and have our being in the cosmic internet of the divine whose signal is never weak and that we are always attuned to through cosmic prayer. That we know and recognize that from whatever tradition we come from, there is but one power, one presence, one source, one life, one living intelligence, one infinite heart of the divine that is both impressing and expressing itself in, through, and as all of life, and in, through, and as my life now. 
And so as we know that we always live in this eternal now, we recognize our connection with the divine right now, that we are one. And so from this place of oneness, and I now uh, declare for anyone who is feeling a sense of, of uh, loss, of disconnection, of wondering what the hell's going on in my life, that uh, we are knowing for them that this, uh, in this eternal now moment, that there's that we are being cracked open by any seeming challenge in our life, that our heart is being cracked open, that we are allowing the uh, thought forms of separation to simply dissolve from the nothingness from which they came, and we allow the heart to expand. We allow our mind to expand, that we understand and know that we are intuitively guided to ways of uh, right thinking that attune us to the right decisions, to relationships that are uplifting and loving, that we are opening ourselves up to creativity itself, that we are bringing in the divine creative nature into any situation or circumstance that may be challenging us, that we are allowing this creative impulse of life to propel us forward into our next yet great to be. And so in this way, then we just take another deep breath and feel a sense of gratitude in this knowing that we are setting a new paradigm for our life in this moment. And that we are now in that release, we are releasing this word the cares, concerns, intentions of anyone listening or watching, that we're releasing it to it, that aspect of the divine mind itself expressing as perfect love, unconditional love as the law of its own being, that aspect of the divine that knows only to say, yes, my beloved, yes, in you I am well pleased. So we now release it all to its divine unfoldment, knowing that it is done, knowing that it is so, and we know that we live wholly in the divine flow of chill as Wayne threw in at the end there. But we just let it all go. And together we acknowledge this by saying, and so it is. And so it is. Amen. And so it is. Oh, thank you. Thank you for being here and shining your light today. And thank you. On the Cosmic Prayer, really. It was it's great to hang a, out with you. Oh, it's brilliant. We've got to do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. And for anybody that's watching, if you're watching right now, wherever you are on this amazing planet, uh, Reverend Dr. Michael McMorrow is the Senior Minister for CSL Granada Hills. They have an amazing online uh, community and a physical community that you can go and check out if you live in California and feel like being with... Uh, definitely with like-minded amazing people then uh check them out and diego thank you you put up the website it's a it's a great website as well and of course dr um reverend dr michael's book blue collar spirituality you can find that on amazon there we go <laughs> drilling away <laughs> and yeah. um 
and thank you for being here you know and thank you for watching and listening and tuning in this is new thought media network an incredible focus ministry that is devoted to bringing broadcasts uh, like this to you right where you are wherever you are so that you can open up your heart to the power of uh, yourself as this spiritual being here on planet earth so thank you for you listening to cosmic prayer your weekly shift with Laura Topper on the New Thought Media Network. If you've enjoyed this programming, please tell a friend and join us again next week for Cosmic Prayer, your weekly shift with Laura Topper. New Thought Media Network is on the rise. We're looking to grow with you. Do you have technical media experience? or perhaps a desire to learn. Are you willing to volunteer your precious time and attention? We share this message to benefit all. If you possess a computer with a camera and a microphone, we will share our knowledge with you. Behind the scenes or being the star, let us bless our one. Contact us at info at ntmedia.org.